Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical, and ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. Don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hey, 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 and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, baby. <sighs> Woo! The podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and we're marriage unchained, the art of one flesh. Divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 81st episode, the Holy Lover series, How to Save My Marriage, Man, My Wife Has Given Up. 33 gifts that will satisfy her forever. Woo-hoo-hoo, that's a bold claim. That's a bold claim. Today, we uncover gift number four, plus live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in the queue because I've helped hundreds of men in their marriage, and I want to help you if you'll give me the chance. Call 313-723-4225. Or call using your browser at callinstudio.com slash radical one for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, so a quote of the day, quote of the day. I'm doing this special little special series. You know, as y'all realize, I y'all probably by now I love series. I love them. Um, I like connecting things together. But 
in this quote of the day, I have I am doing Saint Faustina. Uh, her visions that she was shown by, by an angel. She was shown uh, four visions and given four tours. She was given a tour of before heaven and before hell, what it looks like. She was given a tour of hell and she was given a tour of purgatory, which we'll cover today. And she was given a tour of heaven. And she wrote all these things down in her diary, which was given, I guess, which was after she passed away or died. You know, she was that was they they found it, and so all of these things are in there. She was commanded by God to write all these things down, and she is a true mystic, and uh, I think she is a doctor of the church. So um, it's very important that we heed what saints say because they are of the utmost holiness. They are uh, they are charged by the church. They are saints. Remember, saints. Or it's just not we just say someone's a saint. There's a process that the, that the Catholic Church goes through of uh, getting saints, of, uh, you know, making saints saints. Um, and so what happens is there, you know, there's this long form of what they do. They have to have miracles, I'm pretty sure. Um, they have to have any of their writings cannot go against the faith at all. Um, and so when, when they declare someone a saint, then we're able as Catholics and Christians to pray, ask them to pray for us. Um, why? Because when, you, when the saint prays for you, it's a lot more powerful than when Jerry prays for you or your mother prays for you or when, you know, a friend prays for you. It does, you know. So this is why um, the saint, the choir of saints are very, very important. Jesus Christ mentions them. So they are real. And so they are in heaven. Because why? Whatever you lose, the church, the Catholic church has been granted authority which means in Matthew 16, 18, I think it is, whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven, um, which means gives the gives the bishops and the pope and the priest, um, it gives them authority to hear confessions and all that kind of stuff. So we are going to go over uh, the quote of the day, which I'm very excited for, um, to call it St. Faustina, her tour of purgatory. Quote, I saw my guardian angel who ordered me to follow him. In a moment, I was in a misty place full of fire in which there was a great crowd of suffering souls. There were praying, I'm sorry, they were praying fervently, but to no avail for themselves. Only we can come to their aid. The flames which were burning them did not touch me at all. My guardian angel did not leave me for an instant. I asked these souls what their greatest suffering was. They answered me in one voice that their greatest torment was the longing for God. I saw Our Lady visiting the souls in purgatory. The souls call her the star of the sea. She brings them refreshment. I wanted to talk with them some more, but my guardian angel beckoned me to leave. We went out of that prison of suffering. I heard an interior voice which said, my mercy does not want this, but justice demands it. Since that time, I am in closer communion with the suffering souls. End quote. Diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalski, number 20. 
I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right. So, purgatory, just real quick, like 60 seconds. A lot of Protestants, which are Baptist, Methodist, Jehovah Witness, uh, Lutherans, they don't believe in purgatory. Um, I'm not sure what each Christian sect believes or not believes, but for the most, most of them don't. Um, most of them believe that you go straight, you go straight from earth to heaven. But in the Catholic faith, we know that that is untrue. And if we think about it logically, because the faith is about logic, not emotions. If you think about it logically, that's impossible. It's impossible for us to go straight from here to heaven. Why? Because God is mercy and just. So what does that mean? That means when when pastors and priests and, and talk about mercy, mercy, mercy all the time, and God loves you no matter what, then we think that kind of stuff, that we go straight from here to heaven, and that does not happen. Do you know the holy, the most holy person you would have to be for that to happen? Think about it. Just like when God implanted himself through the Holy Spirit inside the Blessed Mother, the Virgin Mary. People think that the Virgin Mary is just a regular person. She ain't a regular person. Why? If common sense, if you think about it, God cannot have anything that's impure in front of him or by him or near him or be inside of it. Okay, so the Virgin Mary had to be born without original sin and stuff. Why? Because God can could not cannot have anything in him around him or before him that is not pure of soul. Okay, so that's why the Blessed Mother is important and why she is important in spiritual warfare, which is in Revelations, um, her mission as far as that. So purgatory, real quick, is it makes sense that there has to be something between heaven and hell because we're human persons. We're not perfect. And and the way I, I talk to people is I say I ask them a simple question right now. You're a Christian. You're Catholic. You love God. If you would die right now, know what I just told you. If you died right now, would you go straight to heaven? Is your soul that pure? It has no sins on it at all. Zero sins. You cannot have anything on your soul. Anything. A lie. Anything. Or as Think about it. Are you ready to go to heaven straight and be before God? There may be a typical vision for eternity right now if you die right today. I'm going to help you. No, you're not. <laughs> I ain't either. And the reason why is that's why God is so merciful. That is why God is merciful. Because he understands how we are and that we need something like that. So he says it's the purgatory to what? Like St. Faustina said, to burn off 
our souls, to take the fire and to burn off, to give us pure, to make us pure. And then once we spend time in purgatory and all of our sins, all of our impurities are burnt off of us through the loving fire, it's really not loving. It ain't going to seem loving, but we call it loving because it is merciful. Because what did they say? They said that the, the, their most tormented, their most torment is the, the lack of God. And you won't know that right now. But when you die and eternity is upon you, because remember, no matter what anybody thinks, you're going to die. And guess what? Your soul is not going to die. Your body will, but your soul is eternal. It's forever. This is why there has to be heaven, hell, purgatory. This is why there, your body, your soul has to go somewhere. Your soul, this is not new age, right? New age. You know, we're a rock and we're a tree and all that kind of crazy mess. This is why your soul will not just hover over your house or hover over something or you would, you would not just... You would not just uh, ex, uh, uh, disappear into nothingness. Why? Because your soul is energy, and that energy has to go somewhere. Okay? And so that being said, if your soul is energy and you are electricity and your God created your soul and the only one that can, that can kill a soul or destroy a soul is God, then you must understand through logic you have to go somewhere. And purgatory is where we go. We're in heaven. We are in heaven. If you if you die and you don't have any mortal sin on your soul, which is what? Mortal means death, which is like you're not a rapist, a murderer. Uh, you're not sticking stuff where you're supposed to go. Um, you're not, you know, you're not, uh, you didn't cause havoc in your life. These are kind of mortal sins. And if, and, and, not, and not repent and get confession, go to confession for it. Then you go to purgatory, and then what happens is God allows the fire to burn off the rest of you to get you pure enough to be in heaven with the saints. Another thing you guys must understand, and I learned this from Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, there are no, there's no, there are, there are only saints in heaven. There are no regular people in heaven. Everybody's a saint. This a saint is virtuous and holy and pure. So this is why you must understand that that. If we just think about the faith logically, God would not punish us like that because he knows that we are broken and we have concupiscence, right? So um, once you once you go, this is why you always hear people pray for the souls in purgatory. Because what it what it say, Faustina say that they, they, they said that they pray, they can't once you're in purgatory, right? Which means you're in heaven. So first let's talk about hell. Once you're in hell, no, that's why. In the Catholic Church, we're taught to pray for everybody because we don't know where a soul is. We don't know if a soul is in hell, in purgatory, or in heaven. But if a, if a soul is in if in heaven, we don't have to pray for them no more. Why? Because they are in heaven. But we don't know that because we can't, we can, we can judge a person's actions, but we can't judge a person's heart. Only God can do that, right? So in hell, if a person is in hell. We should we should not be praying for them. Like what's his name? Um, uh, Judas, Judas Iscariot. You don't pray for Judas because he's in hell because he killed himself and he betrayed Jesus and he didn't ask for uh, he didn't ask for repentance. So killing yourself is a mortal sin. So which means you go to hell for that. And so 
Judas is is in hell, so you don't pray for somebody in hell because your prayers don't do anything. It's a waste of time. That judgment has already been done. That's like when the angels, when God asked the angels, where do you serve? Are you going to serve me or are you going to uh, not serve me? And so he banished Satan and all his minions to, to earth. That decision was immediate. Angels cannot reverse their decisions. Once, once they make a decision because they know everything, once the decision is made by the angel, like Satan, Satan cannot go to God and say, I'm sorry, you know, I don't want to be, um, I don't want to be Satan no more. I want to come back to heaven. No, it doesn't work like that because Satan, angels know the deal. They, with their knowledge of, of the universe, God instilled in them everything. So once they made a decision, they knew all the consequences and everything to that. So that is why they, that's why they were banished. But with us, with humans, it's different. We don't know stuff. We don't have the intellect for it. This is why God gives us so much mercy throughout our life. He tries to talk to us, tries to get us to listen, tries, you know, tries to get us to understand what our consequences are so that we, we move towards him and not towards hell. Okay? This is why praying for somebody in hell is a waste of time. It is. Okay? Purgatory, on the other hand, they can't, their prayers are, are, or they can't pray for themselves or per people in purgatory can't pray for each other because they are in purgatory. They're already there. The only P way that they can get out of purgatory is prayer is, is burning from the fire that Christ, that Christ, that God gives them, does to them and our prayers, uh, the prayers of, of humans on the earth, on earth. Now I'm not getting this exactly right, but you guys get the gist of it. Okay. And so that's how it works, man. That's how purgatory works. If you have to have purgatory because in that case, would nobody go to heaven? Would nobody go there? Because God needs, requires purity in soul. And without that, we cannot be before him. Okay. So that being said, we're going to rock the day. We're going to rock the day. We're going to talk about, you know, when your wife is giving up, what the heck are you supposed to do? Ooh, 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 ooh. So, um, in our last series, Clues, My Wife Wants a Divorce, I gave you 33 clues to help you understand your marriage maybe or definitely is in trouble and how to avoid it. But I know men, we just refuse to listen when it comes to marriage and relationships because men look at relationships different than women do. And when we do listen, though, we've avoided the problem so long that we find ourselves in what the church calls marriage crisis mean divorce, separation, no sex, arguing constantly, etc. But in the Holy Lover series, I reverse all of that. And I tell you concepts of how you can change the heart of your wife, what you can do. Believe it or not, as a man, you have more control than you think you do. The problem is Satan, when, you, when we don't go to mass, when we don't take the sacraments, when we don't pray, we are blind to the supernatural world. We are. We don't see the world for what it really is. We don't realize that demons are happy and Satan's happy keeping us from our beloved, keeping us from God, keeping us from being the man that we want to be. And you don't know what you don't know. And it's, it's it, but once you do start all those things that I just said, then God starts to reveal to you the trueness of the world, what it really looks like. You, your, your intellect will go up. You was like me. I am not talking. This is the Holy Spirit talk. Talk. A lot of times after my podcast, I couldn't tell you one word I said. 
I couldn't. I couldn't. Because I try, I, you know, I try my best to be in union with God the best I can as a human person. And so he rewards me with more pain, which is what? Showing me what the world is really like. That's why when you talk to an Orthodox Catholic man, you know, those people, they know they can see the world for what it really is. They get mad about it because it's painful. It's painful. You know, um, I know my uh, my priest, you know, uh, Father McCarthy, during the uh, the pandemic, when they shut the churches down, he was in so much pain that he walked like 16 or 20 miles a day. He was so mad. He lost, I know, 100 pounds. <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about. People that are close to God, that love God, they understand what the world is really about. And so we try to be at peace with it uh, because that's God's will. But it's hard. It's hard. Um, so that being said, I'm flipping it around. So I give husbands with the Holy Lover series in case they didn't heed my warnings in the Clues My Wife Wants a Divorce series, or a husband has come to, to this podcast after that series and needs help in getting out of marriage crisis, or would just want his marriage to be great and better, I also make a bold claim that these 33 gifts will satisfy and fulfill your beloved wife forever if embraced. That's right. That is a bold claim, and I'm not, I'm not going to pull it back. I'm not going to pull it back. If you suffer and sacrifice for your wife properly, you know, you know, and, 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 and if she's left you and you can get her to come back and you adopt these principles and understand how to do this and get everything down pat, your wife will never want to leave you again. She won't even think about it. She won't. OK, so. But I must be completely transparent and honest. A husband cannot do this on his own and expect to completely fulfill his wife. Like I'm saying, I'm going to give you the concepts, but there are many habits that you have to learn. They're much like burnt, like purgatory, right? There's a lot of fire I got to put on your butt to burn it out, <laughs> to burn them habits in. And so that's kind of why you need, you know, uh, uh, to be a true, great husband and man of God, you need, you need coaching, you need direction on how to get there, okay? Um, so why? Because a man needs help, guidance, and the act of building many habits to achieve this greatness. Marriage is the hardest relationship on this earth to get great. But the battle for greatness is always 10 times worth of struggle. The Holy Lover series, How to Save Your Marriage When Your Wife Has Given Up, 33 Gifts That Will Satisfy Her Forever will help, and they work, but it always requires a husband to be a man of action. I can't tell you how many men I talk to in a year, in a month, that talk a big game, but don't bust a grape. That's what my uncle used to say. <laughs> oh, man, he ain't going to bust a grape. He ain't going to bust a grape. <laughs> I used to love that saying. That means, basically, you're doing all this talking, but you ain't going to do nothing. You're just talking. And I talked to so many men like that. And I, it's sad. I feel sorry for them. I really do. Because they can't see. When we're in hell, we can't see we're in hell. And that's when most men come to me. That's where they are. And they can't see their way out of it. So no matter, almost no matter what I say, because most men come to me thinking there's a magic trick. Okay, Jerry, give me that magic trick. Because I, I, you know, one, I, I'm willing to work for two weeks now. Give me that magic trick. It's like losing weight. 
You're 500 pounds, but you think you're going to go to the gym for a week and you're going to be back down to 150. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, marriage is exactly the same way. Once we damage our marriage so bad, marriage, like I said, is not like it's not like a relationship with God. It's not like a relationship with our children or anybody else. Because God, he will forgive you if you just repent and say, I'm sorry, and go to confession. God will forgive you. He will. Why is they not so forgiven? <laughs> they not. They don't. They don't roll like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> they they want to see, wives want to see a track of improvement and maintain that consistency for months and months <laughs> before I'm going to trust you. Okay. So that's how you got to look at it. That's what a man, but men don't look at it like that. We want to, we want a trick. We want to, there's got to be a trick. It's got to be. There ain't no trick, man. The trick is you got to know what, you got to figure out what the heck you're doing and 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 change it and then maintain it. Okay. Next. Um, again, I must ask, are you a holy lover? Which is, oh, I got a call. Woohoo! Great, awesome. I love it. I'm almost done with this little segment right here. So, caller, give me a second. Uh, I'm again, I must ask, are you a holy lover? Which is you becoming the man God created you to be, and you becoming the husband your wife needs. If you are not, then my friend, it is time to get to work. No more excuses. It's time for us as husbands to enter the battle, to begin warrior mode. Satan has our wife, and to combat that, we must don our armor, lift our shield, and sheath our sword as the spiritual battle is now up on us. And gentlemen, this is a spiritual battle for your wife, for your children, the peace of your home. I must ask, what will you do as a man? Return to your man cave or enter the battle for Christ, your wife, and your kids. There are 33 gifts of a holy lover, 33 gifts to the satisfaction and fulfillment of your beloved as a woman. Today, we cover holy lover gift number four, which states, a holy lover understands marriage and its meaning. Make no mistake, the battle for your marriage is a spiritual battle. And as the man of the home, the defender of evil, your duty and responsibility is to give your life away each and every day in defense of your home for the diabolical. If you lack the will for battle, I and this podcast, the Holy Spirit and the Catholic Alpha Marriage Program have been tasked by God to assist you and motivate you in your mission as protector, defender, and server. The only question is, Will you cooperate? Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That 
That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. Woo-hoo-hoo! We got a caller. We got a caller. We got a caller. So what I'm going to do is bring a caller on right now, and I hope that they can hear me. Oh, that's me. Hello. This is Jerry. Hello. Who am I talking to? This is Carmen. Carmen, how you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm doing okay. <laughs> Glad to hear from you, man. So how can I help you today? Well, uh, I, I was talking to my wife this morning, and uh, she, she says, you know, she's glad that I'm doing what I'm doing, but uh, what bothers her most is that I accused her of having an affair and not she that uh, I can't take that back Uh uh-huh and I I I wonder what what can I (laughs) what 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 can I do to to what help my marriage in that way oh okay Okay, so first of all, I am not on your wife's side, and I'm not on your side. I'm on the side of God right. and marriage, okay? So right. that being said, my my job as a coach is to get you to, to understand each other's side if you are willing to listen and understand God's side. Now, right. your right. wife is upset because... From her side, she's upset because she thinks that you accused her of something. And in her mind, now in her mind, she didn't give you a reason to think that. Now, we're talking about in her mind. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So when you accused her of having an affair, what? So let's see, what kind of things? Okay. So let's back up. What kind of things was she doing to make you think that? Well, one thing, the, what, what started me on it, uh, she gave me her laptop, not her laptop, her, her uh, uh, little thing. I forgot what to call them. Anyway, uh, I was just going through it, and uh, in there, she had uh, searched a gentleman's wife. And I thought, well, why in the world is she doing that? A gentleman's what? And then. His wife, his ex-wife. I'm sorry. Oh, uh huh. Okay. She she was searching his ex-wife, and then another thing, uh, I got we 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 acquired a bunch of neckties, and um, one of them was decorated in Santa Claus and the sleigh and stuff. And uh, on his Facebook page, there he is wearing that same tie that. She, she 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 took several, and that was one of the ties that she took. Ah, uh huh. And 
Then uh, another another thing, and this is a biggie. Uh, he works at Costco, putting out food. He's retired from the uh, post office. She's known him for forty years, I guess. But anyway, he's mm-hmm. he's a good bit older than her. Uh huh. But uh, um, the, uh, anyway, she, she told me a while back that he had uh, quit the post office. I mean, the, I'm sorry, the Costco, and uh, I actually went in there a few days ago, and there, there he is. So, you know, I know she told me a lie there. Mm-hmm. And then on Facebook, several places they've not several places, but a few places they've instead of just saying I like it, there's a little heart there. Okay, so at the minimal, you thought well. At the minimal, you thought she was having an emotional affair. At the minimum. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So in the eyes of God, both of those are mortal sins. So a physical affair and emotional affair is the same. Oh, a, a, a spouse is giving their heart, mind, and soul and attention to another. And their husband or their wife doesn't know about it. That's the key. Right. Um, so with that being said, and then is your wife, did your wife, has your wife been avoiding you kind of not talking to you being, uh, you know, has she been like kind of to herself a lot lately? No, not really. Uh, the, the worst thing is, you know, the, the most intimate we are is hugs and just little pecks, you know, just like you would kiss your sister. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. You know, we're so, not, we're not, we're not really uh fussing or mm-hmm. most of the time she's, Fairly sweet, you know. It was just, uh, I, I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> so confused. So the thing about it is, you got to understand from her point of view. So I'm, I'm, I want her to understand you to understand from her point of no, her to understand from your point of view. The reason that you feel this way is because she gave you clues that she was having an, at a minimal of emotional affair with another man. I mean, if you see, if you, you know, there are ties and she gives and all of a sudden you see this guy and he has a tie that your wife had on him. I mean, that would make anybody, I don't care what kind of man you are. If you see that and then along with the other clues, of course, you're going to think something might be up. I just think the way you handled it was a little not right. But in, in my, in my, um, in my experience with women, it doesn't matter how you handle something like that they're going to feel if they didn't do it or they're not only if they are doing, they're going to take it personal and get upset. Okay. So, so now from your wife's point of view, you know, your wife's point of view, she's looking at this like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. I love you. I'm here with you. I haven't done anything. Um, and so she's looking at it like, how can you, how can you accuse me like that? Well, that comes when people don't talk. So I guarantee you, you and your wife are not talking to each other in intimate details about your day, about what goes on, because there's no bonding. There's no connection between you two, you know, right. um, because if a, if a marriage is strong, People don't think that one of her, there's nothing there to give in a clue that there's an indication that there's an affair, either either physical or into or um, uh, emotional. OK, so. OK, so I try, I try to teach guys and, and, and women when they when they hear me, you've got to start looking at your marriage 
from the other person's side. Stop look, stop being selfish and look at things from your point of view only. Because what that does is that gets you deep into yourself and you're, you can't share your love, your compassion, your empathy with your wife or your husband because you're too focused on yourself. So what does that mean? That means you're oppressed by demonic. That means you and your wife are allowing the do- demonic to interfere in between your relationship. Okay. So now how do you fix that? If your wife is truly, is truly, truly did not do what she said, but, and she looks at it from your point of view, which I want you to explain that to her. She just say, listen, sweetheart, can we talk? And then you sit, sit down and, 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 and you explain to her, I'm tell her, I'm very, I'm, I'm very sorry that I accused you of this, but in all fairness, I want to explain to you why I thought that. And then you list the things that you told me and ask her to do not ask her to don't, don't interrupt you until you're finished. And then when she starts talking, you don't interrupt her until she's finished. Right. So that we listen to each other. Then once you list the reasons why you tell her that you are so sorry that you misjudged her um, and that you want to correct it. And where you want to do that is you want you and her to start being more open with each other with conversation, date night, um, everyday bonding conversations where we talk to each other. And so that we don't have that happen again. And you, and then not only that, your action steps must be that you do what you said you're going to do. You do what you say yeah. you're going to do. Yeah. You don't, don't, don't ever accuse her again until you, unless you have like, cause people lie. Come on, let's be real. People lie, you know, but if your wife is adamant, she didn't do it. Then what you do, that is your wife. It's the first time that you thought something like this, so you give her the benefit of the doubt. That's how I would roll. But don't be stupid. I mean, if two years from now, you know, this is why you have to start conversing with your beloved, man, both of you, so that you know what's on each other's minds at all the time. And you, you, you know, date her and court her and, and be excited about her so that even if even if another man does try and talk to your wife she's not even cared about what he's talking about because i got my man at home and my man treats me well he loves me and he makes love to me and he's a great lover and he holds me and makes me feel secure and he he's a man of god and we go to church together and we have a great family why i'm not gonna mess up that by mess talking to some jerk when I got this great man at home. See, that's the combat to combat affairs is you as a man have to get yourself together. And once you do, your wife will not want to go out and let some other guy talk to her. Not saying your wife did or didn't. But what I am saying is you as a man, man, we've got to stop blaming other people and start looking at ourselves because once you fix yourself, then your wife has no more ammunition for you anyway. She can't say you did this and that and this and that because you didn't because you're, you're, you took all your ammunition away. So that is what I mean. You know, you keep improving yeah. yourself as a man. You, you get to where understand where you're supposed to be. Show her that you love her and care. You apologize for it and say that you'll never, you won't do that again and that you love her and that you're sorry for what you did. And then that's it. And then you allow yeah. her to get over the pain, right? 
Yeah. Okay. What I, do you I, think? I, I did apologize. I, I, I have apologized to her and, and told her I wouldn't ever bring it up again. But she actually started talking about, uh, you know, I was telling her about the program, and, and she started talking about it. And then that that's what she brought that up. She said uh, that I was actually doing good, better than a, you know, Ben, and that what what she couldn't get past or couldn't what what I couldn't take back was where I accused her of that and and another thing that that made me feel like something was going on uh about a year ago uh we were we were having sex and uh before that she had told a friend of mine that I uh she the best sex she had ever had was with me and then while we were actually, I thought I was making love to her. She she just came out and said, "You're just not a very good lover. You don't know how to make love." And I said, "Well, God, we've been doing this for 25 years. I thought, you know, I was doing okay." And then, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then uh, it wasn't uh, wasn't long after that, or maybe four or five months. Of course, I got sick and everything. But anyway. Uh, it's been four or five months. She 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 won't have sex with me or or be intimate or you know. So it's look. So man, look. Uh, it, so when women get upset and hurt, so believe it or not, you you guys have problems in your marriage way before these things, right? Yeah, right, exactly. And so yeah, this is yeah. where you got to look at it. The more women become unhappy and unfulfilled and unsatisfied and they start to think the marriage is going nowhere, the more they start to nag, which is the first that's that is where most men, men, every man listen to this show right now. You've got to understand the first clue that you have marriage problems is when your wife starts nagging you. You've got to listen. Why? Because that's her feeling that the emotional connection is leaving in your marriage. And she's starting to f- trying to give validation of your love for her. So that's what she nags you for and argues with you and all that stuff. So what I'm asking you to do, man, is don't worry about all of that stuff. Only thing you can do is what you can do and which is what? Improve yourself, become man of God, Get your um, learn how to communicate with her, learn about how to be a man that God created you to be and understand what intimacy is about. And then all of that stuff I'll teach you um, – you know, you I'll I'll teach you, and then you'll see as we go along in the program, you and I together, what'll happen is she will start to see these things like she's already started to see it in a week, right? You only been with me a week. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. so she's a she's a, at, at least admitted to that. But women, it you got what you gotta do is Carmen is let her work it out. You do everything you can do, and then you let her work it out, and you don't you don't take a step back. You keep continually taking steps forward to draw her to you. And it looks like she's cooperating and just apologize. Like I said, and then don't stop there, but you know, get her improve yourself so that she will start to open up and talk to you more and you'll see it'll start to roll from there. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Gary. All right, brother. Talk to you later. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that was fun. That was fun, y'all. Thank you so much for calling, Carmen. So, what we're gonna do is take a quick break, then we're gonna come back and we're gonna finish up. <laughs> 
uh, the uh, Catholic Alpha Radical Rant of the Day. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right. Hey, 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 hey. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that show? What was that name of that show? Uh uh oh, what was the name of that show? Roger, his little sister, E, uh, what was her name? Uh, and then he, the, the dude would come into the, it was back in the show back in the seventies. Uh, then he, the, the, the dude, the friend would come into the house every day and go, Hey, 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 Hey. <laughs> so anyway, I'm glad y'all here. Let's do this. So as promised, how to save your marriage when your wife has given up. Holy lover gift. Number four, a holy lover understands marriage and its meaning. You've got to understand marriage and its meaning. If a wife has given up, it is going to be hard to get her to reconsider what you, her beloved husband, can again offer her. And believe it, gentlemen, it is you, it is an offer. You are presenting an offer. Okay? And if all a husband can offer is the same selfish, inconsiderate, unimpassioned, neglectful man that she has experienced in the past that caused her to leave, why would she ever come back? Most men think, well, I'm trying to change. I, I, I've been working on this for two weeks. I've changed. I have. <laughs> she won't. Why would she listen to me? Why would she come back? She won't come back because she knows you're burning you. And she ain't coming back to that stuff. Nobody can change in two weeks. And that's why she looks at it. He can't change in two weeks. And then what he's going to do if I come back and make love to him and, and, and play my card and give him my body again and my heart and my mind and my soul then he's going to go back to the same old jerk he was. This is why you we've got to look at the side from our wife. It's hard to be mad at a wife who in her who has endured that. An, an, an unpassionate man, an impassioned man, that's a man that's not passionate about her. He's not excited about her. He didn't court her. All he does is just come home, eat, go to bed. He wakes up and do the same thing in the morning. He works 12, 16 hours a day, doesn't show her any attention. Remember, man, women sign up for your love. They don't sign up to wash dishes, have kids, and, and take out the trash and clean the house and go to work for 8, 12 hours a day and have bad sex. They don't sign up for that. They really don't. And so as a man, as we go through our life and our marriage, 
We've got to remember our wife signed up to be made to feel special every day. And if you don't, if you don't do it every day, then you make sure you get on it the next day. You don't keep going on months, weeks, days, months, and years and not showing your wife you're passionate about her. And not only on Valentine's Day or anniversaries or birthday, every Tom, Dick, and Harry does those, does that. What do you do the small things that your wife can say, oh, my God, he loves me. He really does. He cares about me. I'm number one. What have you done lately to do that? And I think if you're in marriage crisis, and, and you can't get together now. And, to, and get, if you're in marriage crisis, you can't get help now when things are so bad. How are you going to do it if your wife decides to come back to you? What you going to do then? How are you going to keep her there? That's another thing guys understand when they talk to me. Well, Jerry, I got it. Okay, man, you got it. Hey, when she comes back, what you going to do? Uh, I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. Well, what's that? Uh, well, I really don't know. Well, what do you mean you don't know? Well, I'm going to make some changes. Well, what changes are you going to make? Well, I'm going to do this, that, and that. You are? Okay, how long are you going to do that for? Well, I don't know until she stay. You know, man, they don't know. They don't know nothing. You know, and, and then your wife, she's not going to come back or, or re-engage with you or any husband or in, if, 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 she's, if, she, if you don't have a plan <laughs> and she got to see the plan. Like Carmen's wife, she mad at him. And, it's, 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 and, and if, if you got and most people that listen to me, they're very intuitive. You know that it just ain't, you know, that problem was not just about him accusing her of having an affair, right? They had problems way before that, right? But she's one of the special women that she saw an improvement in her husband and she gave him kudos for that, you know? So which just means what? That that she's trying to work with him a little bit. But she's watching him. Don't this is another thing. Just because your wife makes love to like if you guys are in marriage crisis, like your wife has asked for a divorce or your wife is um she's she's asked for separation or she's left or you guys are divorced, just because your wife makes love to you doesn't mean she wants she's coming back. That just means she's trying to see if the feelings are there again. So You've got to understand that this is why you've got to understand women. You've got to understand how they think. I'm not perfect either. I don't know everything about a woman, but I, what I do know is I understand what their makeup is and what they need in a man. And so that's my job is to try to, the guys that come in my program, I try to help them understand that. So, because men are very logical and once they know things, then what they do is start to form plans. But how are you going to form a plan if you don't know nothing? Right? I'm going to go over here. I'm going to do this. You're going to form a plan. Okay, what plan are you going to form? Uh, well, uh, well, I'm going to do, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do, Jerry. Okay, well, man, I'm not going to beg. I don't beg dudes to say they marriage. I don't. I don't beg dudes to say they marriage. If, if you, after talking to me, if you can't understand your predicament, then obviously I'm not the man for you. Uh, because as you guys see right now, I laid it out on the line. But see, a lot of dudes can't take that. They get offended. And I, even if I try to say, look, man, I'm not trying to blame you. I'm just trying to give you. I'm not, I know your wife has problems too. You know, I'm just trying to get you to understand, you know, your predicament. And the problem is your family, your friends, your church members, they don't be honest with you. They don't. Nobody comes to you and say, man, you're a crappy husband. Man, you need to get your life together, dude. You know why? Because people, they don't love you enough to tell you the truth. That's the true love. 
if a priest gets up there or a pastor gets in front of your church and they start talking about the tough issues, they truly love you. They love their parishioners. They love God. They love the church. That's the true, that is the true test of love that someone cares enough about you to sit you down and try to tell you the truth of what your situation is. And if you either listen or you don't. Okay. So next, if a, again, if a wife was given up, it is going to be hard to get her to reconsider what you can offer her. And if all a husband can offer is the same selfish, inconsiderate, unimpassioned, neglectful man that she has expected in the past that caused her to leave, why would she ever come back? Would you, would you, if you was your wife, would you come back to that? Of course you wouldn't. <laughs> Do you want, of course you wouldn't. You wouldn't. These 33 gifts of a holy lover I offer you compel you to examine yourself as a man, compel you to gain the knowledge of God, your beloved, and yourself, because then and only then can you become who God is um, calling you to be. Okay? Your job is to come. All of us have our, our, our mission. So your general mission is, given by Adam, given by God to Adam, is your job in the home, in your house, is you're responsible for everything in that house. Now, it doesn't mean you do everything, just like if you're if you are a supervisor at work or you own a company, you know, you're not called to do everything, but you are responsible for it to make sure that it gets done. Right. And so if you don't do that, just like in your house, if you don't do that, just like at your job, then then chaos ensues. Things people don't do what they say they're going to do. People get unhappy. They want to leave. They don't come to work. Okay, your family is the same way. And then the, you have the three, the, the secondary, the three secondary missions of protect, defend, and serve. Okay. So that is how you become the man God's calling you to be. We've got to know our purpose and what we're here for so that we have a focus. Okay. Um, also, and that so that you can become that man that your beloved wife so much craves to see. Guys think when their wife tell them, I don't love you, I hate you, I need space. Uh, what else? What else do women say? Um, I, I don't want to be near you. Uh, don't touch me. Don't hug me. Don't kiss me. Um, all that kind of stuff. I, oh, I don't feel the same way I felt about you. I'm in love with you. No, I'm not in love with you. I love you, but I'm not in love with you. All that stuff. Man, they're just talking. They're just talking because they're confused. They're hurt. They hurt that they don't have the love of their husband anywhere anymore. You've got to understand your wife, when she starts talking like that, she believes you don't love her anymore. That is the core of this whole thing. That's the core of this whole thing, man. Listen to what I'm saying. The whole core of this thing is your wife, the beloved, the mother of your children, the wife God gave you believes in her heart deep down that you, her beloved husband, do not love her or care for her anymore. And that's where the problem starts. This is why you are the only one that can fix this. You. If you try and ignore it and push it away and go out here and, 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 and say it's all her fault, that when she fix herself, I'll fix myself. All you're doing is not being the man God created you to be. And guess what you, you know, and then we think, well, we'll just go, I'll go give me another woman. And then we'll start. And all you gonna, you get another woman, man. All you're doing is starting over again, dude. All we doing is starting over again. You're gonna have the same problems eventually. Cause why? We take us with us when we leave. 
if we don't stand and fight, and this is what I tell we have to understand as a man, you've got to make a stand with some woman. You've got to make a stand with somebody, man. I know Gab been married six times. Wife been married six times. What they every time something happens, they leave. What what is that? What is that? It comes a time in our life where we as a man gotta make a stand with the woman we got. Why? Because pretty soon you're gonna be 50. Pretty soon you're gonna be 60. Pretty soon you're gonna be 70, then 90, then 100. Those years go by fast, man, especially when you get past 35. Those years fly by, don't they? Yeah, they do. Make a stand, man. Make a stand. That's your wife. That's the mother of your children. And if it's your second marriage, stop messing around. Make a stand with that woman you got. Stop thinking, well, I just don't get me somebody else. Okay, now you got two failed marriages. Now you're going to have three. Now you got three failed marriages. Now you're going to have four. You got kids spread all over the world. What, what is that? Is that a real man? Is it? No, I'm going to help you. No. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. This is your life at stake. This is your life at stake. You know, there is a hell, there is heaven, and there's purgatory. Let's go. Let's rock. What you going to do? <laughs> okay? So, remember, the knowledge of someone brings complete and total love. It draws us to the divine lover and to our beloved. I ask you as you proceed on your quest to be true man, and that's what you're trying to be. You're trying to be true man. What is true man? True man is authentic masculinity, which is what? Jesus Christ. A man of courage. That's what you're trying to be. You want respect? Become a man of God. Because then people look at you different and you get respect. Not respect because they fear you. Not respect because you're going to kill them or like a criminal. They respect you because you've decided I'm going to sacrifice my life for the creator. That's why priests get so much respect. When priests walk around, people move out of the way. Because that's Jesus walking. When nuns come, people move out of the way. They look at her. Why? Because she's holy. People look at her. That's the blessed mother walking. And this is, this is what you want. You want your wife and children to look at you like that. Okay? This is what you crave. You just don't, you just don't remember. All right? Next, I ask, you, I ask you as you proceed on your quest to be true man, to open your mind, refuse to be lazy, become greater than yourself. And that first comes with understanding the meaning of marriage as God has set forth. If we don't understand why God created marriage. Oh, I got another caller. Oh, yay. I'm sorry, y'all. I get excited when I get callers. I just saw it. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause this for a second and I'm going to take my caller. Because that's how we roll on the Catholic Alpha Radical Show. So, uh, boo, 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 boo. Talk. Hello? Hey, Jerry, it's Scott. Scott, hey. How you doing? Hey, I'm pretty good. Um, I want to ask you, how far should you be willing to fight for your wife in regards to unethical stuff that's happening in the courtroom? Can you go a little deeper? What do you mean? Yeah, um, there's a proposed order on the plate. Do you remember how I told you that the lawyer keeps on screwing up and he asked me to write my wife by email only? 
Yeah. And now he's saying I'm, I'm in contempt because it, it violates the attorney client privilege. This is what he put in his motion. He said, motion have been made and the parties are in agreement. It is hereby ordered that I can't have contact with her. I never agreed to that. Now he's overstepping his boundaries where he's actually saying, I agree to this. How do you deal with the unethical attorney that's constantly going against God's word? Because the judge went to a Catholic college and I'm going to call her to the mat when I get in front of her on the 19th and say, you can't have it both ways. You can't say you're a Christian woman and then turn and get your back on God, especially the Catholic faith. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. You're going to be in conflict with God. How do you propose that to her where she doesn't want to throw you a little behind in jail because she feels it's contempt? Because I've got a 32-minute video where she's openly saying she deferred to her husband before she even applied for the position of the judicial position she holds currently. So mm -hmm. she claims to be a Christian. How do you hit a Christian with the fact? First off, if I were you, I would try to find an attorney that is a Catholic or at least an Orthodox Christian that you could run it by a little bit, not to hire them, but to get a, cons a consultation to give you some other eyeballs on somebody who, who has been there and who understands and that can, that can help you a little bit more to give you a little bit more guidance. Um, as far as that, as far as getting to your wife, do you think you're going to actually see her on the 19th or is it going to be? Oh, I know I will. It's court ordered for us to make a court appearance. Oh, and I beautiful. just plan on going in there. I, the, the reason why I'm asking is I don't understand this logic, Jerry. I've asked her multiple times to take me off social media and she refuses to do it. And she's actually still going into the um, customer relationship management software and changing the score on the software and she changed it from 61, which is her age down to one. I changed it up to 85 because that's the year I met her. Mm -hmm. So she's constantly going on to the software that she has no business within the company doing anything. She's constantly going in there, giving me those subtle hints because I'm still writing her emails. So you know how you were just talking in your broadcast mm -hmm. about the mixed messages that women give? Yes. So it's still, oh, I'm sorry. It's still her acting like a little kitten meowing and she's doing subtle things. And it's got all me and my friends baffled to why she would do it. Why wouldn't she just come out and say, look, I don't want the divorce. Cause I'm stepping up to the plate and I wrote her an email today that specifically state, I will write you cursive letters. And I'll read them to you in bed at night before you go to bed. I'll write them in the morning when you're not awake. And then when it comes nighttime, I'll read it to you before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. That's an email I sent out today. So help me understand something because what the lawyer's doing is way overstepping his boundaries. Now he thinks he can make a comment for the both of us and he can't. I'm never going to be in agreement with a guy that's trying to force a divorce. Right. First of all, what I would say for that is um, when you see her, that's a very, the most, the most, that is what you should be getting really, you know, ready for. Um, and try your best again to, to, to ask her if you can ask the judge, 
you got to go through the judge, but say, you know, is there any way, listen, any way we can do to go to marriage counseling? I love her. I've changed. I've been devoted to her for her these last 18 months or however long it's been. And ask her, you know, judge, I'm asking her to please, because she considered just dropping this so that we can give me a chance to be for us to be started friends, to maybe go to marriage counseling and see if we can work this out for six months to a year. And then if she wants to end the divorce after that time, still after going to marriage counseling, I will just, I will end it. I will, I won't fight her, you know, um, and we can move on. You know, the other thing but is that's not true either though. Why would I want to get a divorce? Well, because that's at, what I'm saying. At that point, I mean, a lot, so here's what I've learned too about divorces, right? We fight, fight, and fight. And I know in the Catholic faith, there's no such thing as divorce, but the most, the most orthodox traditional women, Catholics and Christians will go get a divorce, even though they know that they're supposed to. They don't care. So what I've learned is after the divorce, women usually go, okay, I got what I want. All of a sudden, she's talking to you again. She's calling you. She's texting you. It's, it's a whole different world. It's like, you know, her pride, their pride gets in the way. One of the reasons your wife won't stop the divorce because her pride's in the way. I told everybody I'm going to divorce him. I told everybody he's a bad person and all that, and all the, you know, you know, the whole spiel, but her pride gets in the way. So she don't want, so this is why in the courtroom, you got to try your best to get through to her emotionally to get her, to make a plea to her. If she doesn't, you got to do anything you can to stop the divorce so that she will talk to you and give you time, you know, if, if you don't want to, and then if you don't want to do the divorce, then what you can do is make some other kind of deal that, you know, you'll do something else. I don't know what it is. I don't know your situation as well as you do. But the thing about it is, man, is you've got to understand that this is your, this is your stand right here. You got to do whatever you can to that judge, that other lawyer and to your wife sitting there. Cause you have her ear to get her to change her mind. Cause you're really not talking to the judge. You're really not talking to the lawyer. That's not your battle. Your battles with Satan and your wife. For your battle is with Satan for your wife, and that's how you got to look at it. You see what I'm saying? And the last thing and I for the email I sent to her today, then, and have you review it before I um, go in front of the judge because she seems to think that uh, you know she can have a cake and her ice cream too. My dad always taught me: you don't give a woman a cake and her ice cream; you make her earn one of them. Give right. her a choice on one, and then make her earn the other. And you're right. I mean, you're right. But see, that's what I'm. But listen, I'm asking you to be smart and uh, and play your. And, well, I'm a guy, so that means I'm right. stupid in a woman's eyes. <laughs> no. What I'm saying is, <laughs> you you've got to play. You've got to see the game for what it is, and understand what your what the what what your game what the game is. The game right now is you're trying to do anything you can to prolong this to get her and you talking. This is the problem. The problem is not the judge. The problem is not the lawyer. The problem is not really your wife. It's you to to get her to talk to you because if you can talk to your wife, you will get her back. If you can't talk to her, she you you you're not going to get any movement. And and you see what I'm saying? This is why I'm asking you to try to make whatever deal you can to get her, you and her into marriage counseling or some kind of talking. I wish you had kids together because that's the, that's why I love guys that have kids when they come to me, because that's a natural, like we got to talk. And if you can get your wife to talk even about the kids, about anything, then you can, 
eventually get her to open up and to, well, you know. Can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. I've been harping on it that the marriage is our kid. She has her life. I have my life. But we have a six and a half year old kid and we're neglecting it. So it's up to me to take the lead in this and say, no, we're not going to let our kid go into dismay. Mm-hmm. Meaning the marriage. I'm treating right. our marriage as an infant because mm-hmm. it's only six and a half years old. Mm-hmm. And she's got a lot of outside pressure. So I was just asking that because when you were talking to your thing today, I finally jumped on because you kept on triggering things. That <laughs> I'm have sorry. Constant. <laughs> no, you kept on triggering constant things that have happened throughout the course of this. Is And I'll share this with you so you know. I predicted my wife would file for divorce before we even got married. Yeah, And the reason being is she got caught on a lie and I said, Missy, I'm stubborn enough to marry you because I already gave you my word on that. Because that's what my grandfather taught me is a man is honor, honors his word to a woman, chases her heart. But the problem is, I said, probably would lead to a divorce. There's a big difference between probably and definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think I ought to tell that to the judge come the 19th. Mm-hmm. But um, Scott, so remember, you know, the last thing I want to try to get you to uh, do is prayer believe it or not that is another thing pray and sacrifice and fast up until that court date man and when you end it the only problem is when you're in, when you're in i was going to ask you to pray rosaries while you're in the in the courtroom but you can't do that because you're you're the lawyer so you you gotta you gotta stay focused but um you know ask you know i don't know man get into prayer and suffering and sacrifice man for this let the Holy Spirit help you. Stop trying to do everything on your own. And I know you you do pray, but I'm asking you to get to get those marriage crisis. So don't break out the rosary breeds in front of the judge. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that, but it, you know, you're the lawyer. You're the attorney in the room for yourself. So it's going to be hard for you to pray the rosary and focus on what's going on inside. But yeah, if you got the rosary, yeah, put it on your right hip. No, you're are you right handed or left handed? It sits in my left pocket all the time. I think I'm going to pull them out and look directly at the judge and just start praying it. And I'll say, hold on a second, Your Honor. You're going to have to give me 15 minutes to let me pray the rosary before I say anything else. Man, you crazy, man. Don't do not do that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> look, take the rosary out. Your, your right hand to put it on your left, your left belt loop and let it hang. Um, but the thing about it is, man, the main purpose of this is, man, you're talking – you're battling Satan for your wife in that courtroom. Just understand who the who the who the real enemy is, okay? And you're try you're trying to be empathetic with your wife. Get her to see that you changed. Ask her to be to be start out as friends. I'm not asking you back. I'm just asking us to be friends. And let's let's try marriage counsel. We can just talk and see how that goes. And in six to twelve months, then we can we can go from there. You don't have to say, I'll give you a divorce, don't fight the divorce, but you can say, let's see where it goes. I know you love me and I love you. Let's just see where this goes. And you'll get the empathy of everybody else in the courtroom to maybe try to help you. And that's what you're trying to do, man. You're trying to be humble so that Satan gets out of the way. Okay. Right. I'm sorry. I, right, I know that's God. not what you want to hear, man. Because I, uh, But I, you know, you're very. No, I just heard you say you try to be humble so Satan can get out of the way. Okay. Okay. So I know so I can't you, say listen. GD anymore on the golf course. Then either. <laughs> Look, man, I know that you have a tough, tough road and I know you, you, you're going to stand in there and you're going to stand and take the, take the darts. You're going to stand and take all they can give you. 
just man, I just think if you just change your demeanor just a little bit, that people you want empathy. I know you know the faith is not about emotions, but in the situation you're in right now, the way the world works, you've got to get them to connect with you and to feel empathy for you. Once you can do that, even in a courtroom, it's different. It's different. Okay. Okay. All right, brother. Thank so you. So I can take my. I'm going to wear my man purse with my skirt. Can I take the man purse? Take the beads out of my man purse. Hey, man, that's on you. You do whatever you feel you got, whatever you can get away with, bro. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. Have a good Bye. day. Bye. Have a good Holy Week. Bye. Yep. You too. Bye. All right. All right. A quick shorty. We'll be right back. Uh. All right, so back to our uh, radical rant of the day. We're going to finish up. I had two callers, and I'm so happy. That makes me feel like a, a very successful day. I love teaching and, 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 and giving content and helping y'all too, but I also this is a call-in show. This is not really a content show, as you always hear me say. So that's why I'll stop whatever I'm doing. If I'm close to the end, I'll finish up and take the caller from the middle something. I will stop and take the caller because that's what the focus of this show is. So that being said, let's get back to our subject for today, which is understanding what the meaning of marriage truly is so that we understand more of our purpose and what we're supposed to be doing, okay? So I want you to open up your mind, okay? I want you to become greater than yourself. And that the first that, that first comes with understanding the meaning of marriage as God has set forth. If we don't understand why God created marriage, how can we fully understand our mission as husbands, fathers, men, and lovers? The answer is we can't. The abandonment of marriage is unacceptable in the big scheme of the universe, but it has become the norm of today's society, hasn't it? It's easier to have sex with a woman than marry her. It's easier to live with a woman than marry her. It's easier to drive a woman's car than marry her. It's easier to spend a woman's money than marry her. It's easier to say I love you and keep her on a puppet string than it is to marry her. It's easy to remain less of a man and waste years of her time using up her body, youth, and vitality, damaging her soul than it is to marry her. Men, women aren't like us. You've, I want you to understand what I mean. Women aren't like us when it comes to youth and, and vitality and beauty. They, that's their gifts. God gave women youth, vitality, and beauty to what? To draw, to 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 bring in, to dr get the man of their dreams, to to get their husband, to get a husband. And so, what what Satan has done, and when people have, you know, with no fault divorce and with uh, contraception, what Satan has done is interjected these things in in into into the relationship to get the woman confused. And get the man confused because I I know what you're saying right now. Well, Jerry, if she's if she's giving me the car, if she's having if she's having sex with me, if she's doing all these things, why shouldn't I take it? Well, first of all, that's being weak. It's being weak. I was weak too. I'm sorry. It is. But I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt as a man because most of us don't know that. 
We don't know that a woman, her youth, her vitality, her beauty is what is supposed to draw a man. And so the most valuable thing for women is what? It's time. It's time. And so when we live with her and we, we for years and years, and we don't, we don't, we don't marry her, we don't make her honest woman, we don't bring that family together, what we're doing is we are, we are corrupting what God has tried to get us to see, that he wants all the souls back to him so that we can spend eternity with him in heaven. And with women, that's their thing, time. We waste their time. To me, uh, St. Alphonse Gloria said, if you're a woman and you courting a guy for six months and he, you found out he ain't the one, get he didn't ask you to marry him, get rid of him. This is a moral doctor of the church. Get rid of him. Because he ain't, he ain't about nothing. He ain't, ladies. He ain't about nothing. About itself is what he's about. You ain't got time to be spending three, four, and five years with some dude, and he ain't manning up. I, I, I talk to, I speak to me all the time, you know, out and out, and you know, out and out when I go out and stuff. They be, you know, they were a girl for 11 years, 15 years, 20 years and stuff, and ain't married the girl. And then she finally gets fed up and goes, hey, I'm done with this. And they get mad. They don't understand why. Well, because every woman believes in her mind that we're going to get married, that y'all going to get married. That's what she believes, man. No woman, unless she's disordered, is going to have sex with a man, gives her body, heart, mind, and soul to a man if she don't believe they get married. They get married. If, 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 if y'all ain't getting married, she's like, she. and what happens is, you say, well, then why don't she just leave? She don't leave because she's bonded to you now. You didn't have sex with her. You're bonded to her chemically. It's hard for her to just walk out. And then you guys are living together, not you guys, but you know the, the, the couple's living together, and they got all they built up all this stuff. They pay rent, they pay the phone bill together, they pay all the electric bill together, they got all this furniture together, acting like they married, they playing house. But in the end, the dude can just leave, and he knows that. That's why men don't ask women to marry him. If look, what am I getting? I'm getting sex. I'm getting money. I got a car. Hey, I'm getting cheaper rent, and on, I'm getting half on the bills. She's going to work all the time. Heck, that's a pretty cool deal. If you don't make ladies, if you don't make men do nothing, they ain't gonna do nothing. I'm gonna say it again. If you don't make men do nothing, we ain't gonna do nothing. That's why God charged men to be on the altar in the church. Because if he didn't make, if he said that women could be priests and women could, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, read the liturgy, if women could be on the altar and be altar boys and altar girls, I mean, do all that stuff, then the, the boys and the men wouldn't do nothing. Look at it. Go to a Catholic church where girls are on the altar. Just go. Ain't no boys there. Ain't no boys there. Matter of fact, they can't even get the boys to do nothing. Well, the girls are there. They don't need me. That's how men are. If a man, if they allow women to be priests, then the men won't do nothing. There already ain't no men in the church as it is. God wants men and women in the church, and he knows that in order to do that, men got to come and you got to make men do something. So he, what he does, he says, 
Men must be on the altar. Men must be priests. Why? Because he knows women will just take over. They will be on all the committees. There'll be all the parish councils. There'll be the priest. There'll be the pastor. Uh, they'll have all the girls up there. And then guess what? Women go, this is great. This is awesome. Until, until, until she's up there preaching and there's five men out there out of 200 people. I'm telling you, God knows what he's doing. Just let him do it. You say you love God, just do what he says do. Okay? And if you make a mistake, go to confession <laughs> and start over again. <laughs> so, all right? So, um, it's easier, it's, you know, it's easier to remain, I'm sorry. So, see, this way, when we are done with her, when we're, so we're living with the girl, you know, or we, we, you know, we don't, we're not, we're not marrying her. So this means when we are done with her and have taken advantage of every single pleasure and benefit she has to offer, we can dump her, move out, take our belongings, leave her with the children and rent and rent and move on to the next sucker. And that's how we look at it. Jerry, you might, you might say, Jerry, that's, that's harsh. It ain't harsh. I did it too, dude. A lot of dudes do it. We didn't know no better. We think it's cool. That's the way we was raised, Right. As we do this, and I really, women, you can't, you know, and I know I, it's like, you know, well, you get no women. I'm not getting no women. What I'm saying is women, you got to understand your value as a per, as a human person. You don't let some dude live with you for, for two, three, four, five, ten years and not, and not give you the dream. You deserve the dream. You deserve that. You don't, don't let him just keep using up your body and your mind and heart and soul. And you do it. Why? Because you're bonded to him now. And also you think, well, he going to change. He ain't going to change because you ain't making him change. Wives that leave, wives that, that ask for a divorce, that leave their husband, that mess around with, on, with another man, those women are trying to make change. You know why? Because in their heart, in their mind, their husband is not listening to them, and they're tired of being miserable. That's why I ask you to look at the side, look at the relationship from the side of your wife as well as your side. That way you can have a better judgment of what's going on. Another thing is, as we do this, we are lying to ourselves and rationalizing that it's her fault. You know, she slept with me. She was one to want to move in together. Man, women lie, man. They lie. They lie, they lie, they lie. When a woman thinks you're cute and she thinks you're sexy and she likes you, I don't care how old she is, man, she will do any, especially them young girls, they will say anything to get you to be with them. See, y'all think that y'all choosing her. Dude, y'all ain't choosing her. She choosing you. <laughs> She's choosing you, homeboy. And you, uh, that's me and we, like kind of what Scott was saying, you know, we are, we confused. We don't really know what's going on. We, they, we, they got us going all around in circles. That's right. That's what they do. A woman will tell you anything because she thinks she can change you. She thinks y'all going to get married. And she figures, well, you know, I can, I can suffer for a while until he comes around because she likes you. Right. So that's, that's how you got to look at this, man. Um, another thing, um, I must ask, what's happened? What's happened? Why do we men do this over and over again? Why do we continually not man up, reject the call of the Holy Spirit? Why is one, 10, 20, or more women not enough? The reason is we are trying to fill a hole in our gut that only the infinite can fulfill. And that is our Lord and Creator. It is sad that many clergy have ceased preaching the true word of God. 
There is no mention of marriage, what it is for, and why God created it. We are, as men and women, supposed to have the thirst, commitment, and desire to stay married. We are, but we don't have it. If we have no support and formation from our clergy, how are we going to do that? As I always say, the Catholic Church is the only true moral authority left in the world. Why? Because the Catholic Church is not changed, because God doesn't change. That's why. That's why they attack the Catholic Church all the time, okay? Because they're trying to get, they're trying to beat us down. And if the clergy refuse to teach the true teachings of Christ, then other Protestant churches and the lady of the Catholic Church find it rationalize their own morality. Look, marriage is the core of the universe. So it is very important that we understand the reason and purpose for marriage and the marital embrace. So what is the purpose of marriage? First, God created marriage for what? Procreation. Not just don't hear that. Understand why? Why not for when to be baby machines? Women think, well, I'm not. I don't. I'm not, I'm not gonna be no baby machine. You ain't gonna uh, spit three, four, five, ten, twenty babies out of me. But see, that's the wrong mentality. But for women and her beloved to participate in the godlike act of procreation, that's what marriage is for. For you and your beloved husband to 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 participate in the godlike act of procreation. Next, to be able to participate in God's ultimate mission of bringing all souls back to him for eternity is an awesome gift. He lets us participate in that. Second, God created marriage for the formation and education of his children. Again, how can we understand ourselves and our purpose on this earth if we don't even understand our creator and why he created us? Boom. The third purpose of marriage is the unity and bonding of the married couple. This is why it's very hard to abandon our wife because we're bonded to her. You know, uh, people, you you know, most dudes, most dudes, it, they are going to leave a wife for a mistress, for a floozy. They ain't. They ain't. Even in today's society. Because they know, look, I got, listen, I might mess around a little bit, but I got a kid and family over here, a wife over here, and I know she loves me. And, you know, I'm I'm lost right now and I'm going to get together, you know, but I'm not divorcing my wife. If a dude, if a married dude tells you you're going to divorce his wife, don't believe that, ladies. Don't believe that. Another thing, too, I can't tell you the countless times that a dude has divorced his wife or a woman has divorced her husband. And then they think that they're, they're, they're not going to do that to each other. Isn't that crazy? You know, a dude divorces his wife and marries this other lady. And then she really believes and she's surprised when he does it to her again. <laughs> oh, man. This, this world's crazy, man. This world's crazy. So, uh, so this is why it's very easy for us to hurt and damage our wives because we're bonded to our wife. Um, our wives do neglect, anger, tone of voice, and our disappointment of her. It's we can't hurt our wives. We can't. The way we talk to them, if we neglect them, if we get angry with them, our tone of voice, um, if we get disappointed in them, that hurts them because they love us. God created a deeper bond between spouses to make it hard to dissolve a marriage. For this reason, the marital, the marital embrace is of great importance in our marriage. It keeps us bonded to each other. It keeps the emotional connection, and it helps us learn the mysteries of each other. Remember I said the knowledge of, of a person brings love of a person. The knowledge of God brings extreme love of God. The mysteries of your beloved wife, the knowledge of her brings you, um, brings love 
and devotion and true happiness and 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 and, and love for her. Okay, so um, next. Moreover, God created marriage because we need families and children need parents living together under one roof and going to church. As a matter of fact, they have that right as children. Father Ripperker says all the time and that children have the right to be raised by a mother and father in the same home. They have that right. The kids have asked to be here. But I hear time and time again, and so does Father Ripperker, that the kids going to be all right. No, they ain't. Don't get me started on that one. So, with no true teaching or guidance, men flounder, moving from woman to woman, trying to fill the emptiness, but it never seems to work. Young adults only think about today for the only think about today for the most part. Young people only think about today. They want it now. So if a woman wants to give herself, her car, her money, her body, and her most valuable asset time to a man, he will take it. Because that's how men roll today. Why? Because he is selfish. Women, understand me, hear me. Men don't really realize they're selfish. They really don't. We're just kind of going along to get along, and that's what we learned. What's what a man's supposed to be? We're mistaught. We're misformed. But don't get it twisted. Men, we are selfish, and if we are not making you an honest woman and loving you and, and not neglecting you, we're not being who we're supposed to be. Okay. Now, not really on women don't. And like I said, men don't really do this on purpose. But this is how we raise with no mission and no purpose and no meaning in our life. So the man is drawn to doing what his instincts tell him. And what's that? The seeking of complete and total pleasure in all things. Pleasure which makes us soft, effeminate, and emasculated. If you look at it, why should young people even get married? I mean, the examples of marriage they have are terrible. Their parents are divorced. Their friends are divorced. Their grandparents are divorced. I got a friend. I got a, my kids now. Tell me all the time. All their friends divorced. And then their friends tell them all their friends divorced. All their friends' parents are divorced. You know, it's, it's terrible out here. If you were them, would you, would you be drawn to marriage? This is why the second purpose of marriage is so important. The formation and education of children in God and the faith. Without that, of course, kids will not want to be married. And living together makes much more sense to them. That's why living together for children makes more sense to them, for kids, for, for young adults, you know, um, because then I can leave and abandon my so-called lover whenever I want. No strings, no commitment, no loyalty. Extreme pleasure is my only true goal in life. And once that is gone, so am I. The only problem is that that is way of thinking. The only problem, the only problem is that this way of thinking leads to the depths of hell. It damages the soul of the woman and creates a deep emptiness in the man that he can never seem to feel. Look, a man is not a true man until he's married with kids and willing to suffer and die for him, die to himself, never considering his wants and desires. Then and only then will Almighty God give him the grace to start his search towards heaven. What do you think? What do you think about what I just said? Send me uh email to radicalquestions at catholicalpha.com, radicalquestions at catholicalpha.com, or call me on tomorrow's show. If you're getting value from so 
That being said, we are done for the day, done for the day, and we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.